Welcome, and thanks for listening to the New Life Christian Ministries podcast. If you'd like more information about New Life or for more podcasts and other media, go to newlifexn.org. Before we get to the message this morning, I, I just want to reflect a little bit on the, the baptism. Uh, in the past, we've always had it at the end of the service, mainly because we used to have to go outside over at the school because we didn't have our own building and we couldn't do baptisms in the school. And then the, the, it just seemed easier to not have the, the deal with the water and all that out in the building once we had a building. But, but the truth of the matter is, baptism isn't an add-on that you do after the service is over. Baptism is a central part of who we are as followers of Jesus. Uh, Jesus' great commission says, uh, go into all the world and make disciples. And the very first thing a disciple is supposed to do, it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And Jesus promised, I will be with you always to the end of the age. That's an amazing promise that he gives us. So uh, if you're new, again, uh, we don't do baptisms every week. We do them about once a quarter at this time. And uh, if you were ever thinking about being baptized, I just wanted to explain why we do that. Obviously, I said Jesus was baptized, and he told us to be baptized. But it's the first act of a disciple is uh, being baptized. So I have a question for all of you. How many of you in the room have been worshiping at New Life at least since 2008, January of 2008. Would you raise your hand if you have? Okay, about a third of you have been here since 2008. Well, back in 2008, in January and February, we did a series called Generous Giving. And at the beginning of that message series, on the screen, I put these words. I said, these next four weeks could well be the most important four weeks in the history of New Life Christian Ministries to this point, and in your lives to this point. They will be if we hear and respond to the opportunities and commands God sets before us in this series titled Generous Giving. And I said that because I know something. Jesus told us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And if we're ever going to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, one of the first things that we need to do is let our hearts be generous. We need to start uh, change from being takers, which is what we're born as, takers, and transformed into givers. Now, 2008 may have well been a turning point in the lives of some of you, but it was definitely a turning point for New Life. And the reason I say that, we started New Life in 2001, and from 2001 through 2007, the attendance at New Life, what I call yo-yoed, you know, yo-yos go up and down. Okay, we started off the first year with about 200, then we went to 222, then we went down to 193, then we went down to 168. Then we went up to 175, then 177, then down to 171, and then in 2008, we went up to 4.5% increase to 178. And the year after that, that started a trend because the year after that in 2009, our Sunday attendance was 204 per weekend. And then in 2010, it was 233, and then in 2011, 264. And then in 2012, we actually had to move to uh, a Saturday night service, and in the weekend services, it was 375, and then in this past year, it was 481 per weekend. And, and actually, from September through December, it was more than 500. So from 178 to 481 is a 270% increase in five years, and that's, no matter where your church is, that's pretty amazing, pretty incredible. And I'm not saying that it was that four-week series on generous giving that was the impetus for all of that change. Obviously, there were other messages, there were other situations, there were other people. 
but it seriously impacted us, and it always will when uh, an individual or a, a local congregation of believers comes to understand that Jesus was right when he said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Now, Jesus made a pretty strong statement about money way back 2,000 years ago. He said this, no one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, that's a pretty serious statement. Jesus said, we're either gonna be devoted to God and despise money, or we're gonna love money and hate God, but we can't do both. It's an interesting statement. It was made 2,000 years ago, and it was, it's, it was true then, it's really true now. And for four weeks, what we're gonna talk about is this simple reality, that if we are generous in our giving, our lives will be transformed to be more like Jesus. And uh, I know that some of you, especially if you haven't been in church for a long time, you think the church always talks about money. And this church doesn't, but we're not afraid of talking about money. And I know some people get really upset when the church does talk about money, but, but let's think about what Jesus said. If you get upset when the church talks about money, maybe it's because you're not generous with your money. And if that's the case, maybe Jesus isn't in charge of your life. And if he isn't, then that might mean that you're devoted to your money, which would by definition of Jesus, mean that you're despising him. I didn't say that, but Jesus did. And the other thing that I know is some people think preachers shouldn't talk about money because their income comes from what comes in the offering, and therefore it seems like a conflict of interest for a pastor to talk about money. Well, I want, I want to tell you something. Nobody understands better than I do that the nice clothes that I wear and the house that I have, in, the nice house that I live in, and, and the food that I eat in my family um, comes from your generosity. It has for the last 12 years. We have never missed a meal. You can tell that, you know? And uh, we have never gone without clothing. We have never lived homeless because of the generosity of people like you. And, and I understand something that's very, very important. I hope you understand it too. And, and that is that if it wasn't for you all, I would have to go out and get some kind of other job, which would mean I couldn't spend my time preparing messages. I couldn't spend my time teaching. I couldn't spend my time equipping staff. I couldn't spend my time equipping you to go out and share the new life of Jesus Christ with the world one person at a time. 